1: You're listening to BeckQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. From BeckQL. QL.
0: There he is coming down here. Out to
2: Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented, as always, by Fan FanDuel Sportsbook. What an ending last night. Bucks Hornets, Giannis wins it. Good night in the NBA. Shea hit his over in the uh, the college game last night, so we uh, we gave away a winner there. And we got a lot to talk about today as NFL Week 13 begins. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Mike Dettelier will join us later to talk some college football. We'll have Ed Egross on NFL Week 13. We'll get into the Saints game against the Cowboys tonight. As the NFL week starts, a lot to uh, touch on here. Some NFL injury news. We uh, had a, a bunch of good hoops last night, and Joe, it sounds like we have ourselves a, uh, a head coach maybe at Notre Dame, which is interesting, just because I know we talked about is there a market to bet on this kind of stuff, and also how it would affect, you know, college bowl lines. How it would affect if Notre Dame's going to actually make the playoff, if they have a chance. It sounds like Notre Dame is not going to steal Luke Fickle from Cincinnati
1: yeah, I thought that was the home run play. And it I, I'm concerned anytime what I hear out of a school is, well, the players want this guy. The alums want this guy. It's like that's not why you should be making the decision. It, it seems like they're g- going for continuity here, which I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. I guess it's uh it's a high risk, high reward play with uh, Freeman here because he's 35 years old. And then once you saw the video go viral out there that Notre Dame happened to throw out there with Tommy Reese talking to the team, he's going again and again about how I'm not going anywhere. I want to tell you face-to-face. I want to tell you face-to-face. You guys deserve it. It's like shots fired across the bow at Brian Kelly. And if you saw the LSU press conference earlier in the afternoon uh, with PK, it felt like it was shots from Brian Kelly. Everything he said uh, was kind of indirectly taking a shot at South Bend, which I find curious. Uh, so I can't wait to talk to Mike Tettillier about that. Um, it, it, it was, I get high risk, high reward. It's just not, how do you hire a guy at Notre Dame that has zero head coaching experience? I mean, he's a top-notch recruiter. So they wanted to keep that. I, I think if you're worried about the next couple of years, you could be in trouble down the road. I just, in back of my mind, I keep going back to USC. It took them over a decade to replace Pete Carroll. They finally got their home run guy, Lincoln Riley. Um, they stuck around with the nice guys, with the guys with connections to the programs. And a lot of times, those don't work out. Well, we'll see if it works out for Notre Dame. Last few years, I, I'm expecting them to have a down year, and they just keep having double-digit wins. So maybe I should stop questioning Freeman and company.
2: Yeah, no, I question, and I'm with you. I think it is a, a very safe, simple hire. I think they should have gone bigger here. And he's also... He's, he's relatively young and inexperienced. And he's been a coordinator, what, for five years now? Linebackers coach slash coordinator for about co- four or five coaching,
1: years? He's been coaching for a decade, started as linebackers coach, Purdue. He's
2: 35. He's 35 he, years old.
1: I know. But yeah. maybe that can work to his advantage, maybe relating to the players. And if he has a home run, he's going to be there like mm-hmm. a quarter of a century, right? <laughs>
0: Well, that's. I agree. I think we're seeing a trend, you know, uh, especially in the NFL with young coaches, and maybe that's what they're looking at. You know, that he'll give this team some kind of spark. We've seen it with Sean McVay, Lafleur, some other coaches. So I, I feel like it's the trendy thing, Um, and they also have the continuity of you know, promoting from within. And like you said, he's been really good at recruiting and connects with the players. Um, I, I think, you know, being a younger coach, that would um, be a benefit as well.
2: Do you think, so let's talk about the impact on on the college football playoff and any of that, because we, we talked the other day about the coaching, right? The carousel and how that could impact things. I would think this is probably the the best case scenario for um, content like a lack of, like, there's not gonna be craziness based on the coaches now, right? Freeman is, is gonna just stay at Notre Dame, right? There's not... Major upheaval, and now Luke Fickle is not going to leave Cincinnati. I mean, this has to help Cincinnati's chances. If they win, I mean, they're in obviously, they're going to be in that four. Two months ago, we were sitting here saying, I wonder if they're going to put Cincinnati in. There was one way they weren't going to make it, and that was if we got some news this week that Luke Fickle was going to leave to go to Notre Dame and he's maybe not going to Oklahoma. Wouldn't. No, he's not. Right? I mean, maybe he'll go to the NFL or something, but like he's not leaving, yeah. right? He's not leaving tomorrow. To, to, so I, I think this is great news for Cincinnati to finally get into the playoff. I mean, if they win against Houston, they're in.
1: Do you think this would ding Notre Dame's case? Now, I, I've been on record after what I saw from the committee on Tuesday night. I thought they were saying that Notre Dame is out. There's no way they're going to climb two spots. And now they don't have their head coach, so it's going to be viewed as a downgrade. Um, so you, does this do anything for Notre Dame, or is it neutral move? going to Freeman, a guy who's already there. They still have the offensive coordinator and Tommy Rees. So what's the big change? Brian Kelly make that much of a difference?
2: It's probably neutral, but I think then we get the established idea the other day that they're not going to go, right? They're six. They can't, don't play this weekend. I, agree. I think so.
1: I think so. You know what is interesting? Nobody's going with Brian Kelly. Like we were reading <laughs> some stories about That's this guy. That that's have surfaced over the last couple of years. Nobody's going with this dude. They were they were willing to make Freeman and some of these other coaches some of the highest paid assistants in the entire country. And everybody's like, I'm good, bro. Like they were able to divorce themselves from Brian Kelly and stay in South Bend, and you could always make that case. I think that's pretty interesting that nobody's going with him. I, I'm not sure that it's going to be a big success down there. I'm I'm not quite sure about that one.
0: It's a good point that almost like can relate to the real world. You know, sometimes people who are super aggressive and just focused on climbing the corporate ladder and crap on people on the way up like Mm -hmm. maybe they do get to the top quicker but if you're crapping on people the whole way you know is is that the right move i know i've been told before like i'm way too nice to like make it in this business but it's like i'm not gonna change who i am like okay so i'm not a total b word you know what i'm saying but i don't know if that always works i've seen people who have been like that and eventually They've lost their jobs because of it, you know? And I think we could all relate or have worked with people who we, we've seen kind of be a little shysty. And you're like, one of these days, karma is going to come around and bite you.
1: Here's my <laughs> opportunity to cut you loose. Give me
2: a crack. Exactly. It yeah, can work
0: that. for a while, but I think eventually it's going to run its course.
2: Yeah, big picture. And, and you know, next year is still a ways away. But I, I will be much more interested in jumping on Lincoln Riley making a quick turnaround at USC with with that new program then oh, I will yeah. at Brian Kelly. Like, I think Liggy Riley could turn around USC pretty fast. Brian Kelly, like, what success? If he doesn't win a national title, he's a failure. I, that's the way it works at LSU. He's in the SEC, and I know, he, you know Notre Dame had those crossover games with ACC. They were kind of like half in, so the schedule wasn't all, you know, pup, cupcakes. Like, they played some good teams, but the SEC is different. Like, every week you're playing – NFL players every week the whole time so I think it's going to be a challenge for me he doesn't have his top assist it's Marcus Freeman it looks like it's going to be the head coach at Notre Dame all right some NFL injury notes we get ready uh, and we'll get to a full segment here on the game tonight um, with the Saints and the Cowboys but let's hit uh, Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins practicing but that game mm-hmm. is still at seven and a half on FanDuel this is I think this is the one, maybe it's the game of a couple weeks now, that's puzzled us the most with the line. Like every week I'm like, there's one line I feel like is too big. And this week I, I think I would probably go with the, the, the Broncos Chiefs. This is a really big line. But the game that I don't get the line, it still remains the Cardinals and the Bears. And yet the two guys that are most important to change this line, um, you would think, are Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they're back at practice yesterday, Joe. And we're still looking at Arizona, seven and a half point favorites against the Bears.
1: I think people are sick of getting burned by the Cardinals because it's not like we get these, this inside information where we, we we know what exactly is happening out in Arizona because we don't. It was week after week, game time decision, game time decision. And then a lot of bettors in the back of their mind, like, well, he was a game time decision last week, so he's good to go now, right? Nope. <laughs> oh, well, he's a game time decision two weeks in a row. He's good to go in the third game. Maybe, possibly, even though Obai is around the Nope. And now we have the bye, and I I think people are just sick of it, and they they want to make sure. I don't even believe that the Hopkins is a big deal. How impactful has he been this season? He'd be a nice addition, but it's really all about Kyler. And there's a possibility that Edmonds comes off the IR. No chatter about that one, though, too. Connor just keeps scoring touchdowns. Not sure that that would be a big deal, but Edmonds has been a big part of the offense. What about on the other side? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe from Dalton to Fields, who was limited in Wednesday's practice, would be a bit of a downgrade to the point spread. Um, Nobody's paying attention to anything happening with the Bears. Allen Robinson did not practice again. Roquan Smith, their best defender, did not practice. Uh, Cole Komet, a guy that's been involved in the offense, finally, over the last few weeks, he's been getting some targets. He did in that uh, Thanksgiving game.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: maybe it's a start to climb just based on that but i, I think people are just sick of getting burned they want to know 100 it's already past the seven once kyler is officially in and maybe i'm making too much of an assumption there it will climb it's going to be like that colts number knocking on 10
2: yeah and, and fields was limited yesterday but what's the latest on yeah. justin fields because i'm i'm and I'm, that was I'm sure his first
1: practice play. in weeks, in right. a couple weeks. So I'm
2: sure he's going to play when he's ready. It's a matter of is he ready and are they good enough to put him out there this week against the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll monitor that. And how about this on Arizona? They're 6-0 on the road this season. They've won all of them by a double-digit margin. If they win again Sunday by, by double digits, just the third team in NFL history, seven straight road games by double digits. I mean, that's – it's pretty remarkable, but it also lends itself to where if this line stays where it is, I mean, Aaron, they've, they've done this every week. We've talked about how good Arizona has been on the road, how good they are at covering games, how good they are as underdogs. Like they've been a pretty good team to bet on this year for the most part.
0: They have. I guess I'm just getting nervous with the quarterback situation. I'm like, should I wait to bet on this? I don't know. Is Colt McCoy going to be able to step in and get it done for them once again? Or is he due for a bad game? Um is Kyler going to come back? And if he does, is he going to be rusty? I don't know. There's something about this that just makes me want to wait, but I don't know when we're going to know for sure about this quarterback situation.
1: Yeah, it's. are, are you okay missing out on a, on a point or two? That's kind of what the decision that you have to make. Uh, Paul Aspen's all in. He's got 87 teasers tied up to the Arizona Cardinals, and I certainly understand why. Uh, if you're Arizona... And you see Green Bay going on by, and they just won't lose. Here's your opportunity to, to, to move to 10-2 for sure, if Kyler's out there, if he's good enough to go, while uh, Green Bay is idle and they're 9-3. and three. And then you, you feel more comfortable heading into that last month of the season uh, that you're going to be the team that ends up with the bye in the NFC.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, think about Arizona. What's at stake the next two weeks? If they just take care of business this week, it's a bad Bears team, and then they beat the Rams next Monday night, and we can start putting them. I mean, we can start saying it's them and basically them in the Bucks for the number one seed and the Packers. And next like,
1: week, the Packers get the Bears, so th- yes. there's their win. Like that's that's the game that they're going to start playing. So I, it's fair to assume that this has been the plan all along. Like, Oh, we won without Kyler, awesome. Oh, we won again without Kyler, perfect. And now we're we're, we're on bye, sit a month. We're getting ready for the playoffs. That's the assumption. But I understand the hesitation by many people.
2: Yeah, so we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation for both these teams because we don't know right now. We're thinking Kyler, we're thinking Dalton. We'll see if that moves. Uh, but, but I do, to go back to the teaser thing that we've talked about with Paul all week on, on the Cardinals teasers, did it at the right time because it's probably going to jump at some point. We keep waiting for it, but it will. That, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be at nine soon at some point, maybe before kickoff, well, then that teaser just changes considerably. The other big news from last night no shocker. Major League Baseball has locked out, the offseason is over. Like, here's where I'm at on all this. I love baseball. I, I, I'm i always excited for baseball season. I don't care they're locking them out. Like, they're going to figure this out before the season. I doubt they miss any games. This is like, whatever. Like, billionaires fighting with millionaires. I found it fun this week with all the signings. Strowman signed with the Cubs last night. By the way, Marcus Strowman, get ready for this, Joe. He is, he's a good pitcher. I like Marcus Strowman. He might be the most sensitive athlete. Like, he can't handle social media. He fights with media. He's... He's something. Chicago will have will will have an experience with Strowman. He's good though, but like, you care they locked out? I I I I have no emotion towards this. Whatever.
1: I don't care that they signed Strowman. Honestly, (laughs) I no, I don't care at all. Like, the headlines will pop up about this. We'll see it on the bottom crawl. No update. No update. Couldn't possibly care less. Screw you. Go away. Stay away. It's just so baseball. Oh, you got some chatter people are actually talking about you because you had some signings for a couple of days. And now you're now you're locked out. Okay, great. Uh, I, I think there is a chance they do miss some games. And I don't think a lot of people would care all that much in, yeah. in to March and April. And if everything's pushed back right. a little bit, that's fine. Go ahead. I mean, whatever. Baseball still can't figure out where they are in the landscape and how important it is. What, what I did find interesting is a lot of the team websites, they've taken the images of all the players down.
2: So I thought when I first saw that it was a um, like you had to almost you couldn't profit off their likeness if you don't let mm-hmm. them come to work in a way. But then I saw something this morning that that's not a labor law. So I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? I, I don't care. I don't, I. don't. My gut is that they don't miss games because the, the owners are in charge. Right? It's not a strike. The owners will open the doors when it's time to make money. That's what I think is going to happen. But whatever. Baseball's out, which means we have more time to dive into the NFL, to college football, exactly. to the NBA, yes, to everything that we love talking about. Coming up next, we'll do that. NFL Week 13 starts tonight. The Saints and the Cowboys. And we have some injury news on Alvin Kamara. Is he going to play or not? We'll talk about that. And are we going to have a same game parlay? Of course we are. Joe O, (laughs) Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network.